0: And welcome to another episode of Round the Kettle. just brush over the fact that I started this podcast about a year ago promptly recorded maybe three or four episodes and then left left it um for a rainy day I don't know to be honest I um life life I found that recording a podcast when I still had a child at home was exceedingly difficult and in some ways, unfair to him. You know, all I was doing was sitting there saying, okay, you have to be quiet for third, which isn't, it's not a big deal. um, But in the grand scheme of things, it just really didn't work out for our family at the time. And now, now we are about a month and a half into a school year in which both of my children are in school. I mean, I feel like I'm in a realm of endless possibilities at this point, to be honest. Uh, So yeah, I'm back. We're going to completely just gloss over the past year. Nothing all that exciting has happened other than I now have two kids in school and um, an endless amount of free time that I don't even know what to do with myself with. So, um, that's where we're at today i want to just run through some content that i have been consuming i don't really know what to call this episode i don't want to feel like i'm doing like let's catch up on my life because i'd rather just jump right back into to to what i want to talk about and what i wanted round the kettle to be so that's just that's what we're gonna do we're gonna just jump right in um, I hope you're all doing well. I hope everything's going well. And let's talk about um, TV, movies, books, just a little like content I want to talk about from the past uh, few weeks, really. It's, it's not even the past year. We're just, we're just glossing over all of that. Like I've said 5 million times in this episode. Um, so first up TV, I feel like the show that everyone was talking about for a brief period of time, as it is every time it comes out, is Love is Blind on Netflix. And oh, oh, do I have thoughts. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. I have, um, I don't know. I don't have really any like hot takes about Love is Blind. I will say I do think that the discourse and and the conversation that has erupted based on the reunion, the season finale and the reunion, which I don't want to say no spoilers because I I don't know, I'm not good at that, but I will say that um, maybe if you are either still watching it or you want to watch it or whatnot and you don't want to know, um, I don't know, maybe don't listen. Maybe I'll just alienate a bunch of people right off the get-go. Here we go. Um, I will say the the discourse and the conversation around the, the season finale, the reunion, the unaired footage is a little concerning in the fact that I just feel like it continues to show just how polarized people have become. I get that we can feel strongly about our point of view and our point of view, it's important to note that everybody's point of view comes from their own set of life experiences, which I think is interesting when you're looking at, you know, where people fall, say, um, in the grand scheme of things, because everybody's talking about Cole and Zeneb. And I think it should be known that the the stance that people are taking and which side and where they're playing into it Is just as much like a basis of what where they come from and their set of life experiences and how they view certain situations as the actual you know, people involved as Cole and Zenob and Alexa and everybody who ended up getting involved in that. Same could be said for, um, Matt and Colleen. There's been a, a discourse about Matt and Colleen, uh, rightfully so. I feel like they I, I just recently read something before I came on here to record that they're kind of upset. Um, they're upset about the conversation around their relationship and the reunion and, Um, I feel like I wish they would understand where people are coming from and their concern. I I understand that there's, you know, there's a lot of accusations being thrown around. Whether those accusations are true, false, however, I I wish that they could at least be like, look, they're not true. And I think they have, like I said, I haven't read the most recent stuff. So maybe bad on me for airing my opinions before I've read all of the interviews and everything. But I think, that they're uh, being upset is a lot about you know that they feel like they really didn't get a fair shot and they didn't i feel like most of um the season finale most of the reunion most of the online conversation is really pointedly at cole and zineb no matter where you fall on their relationship no matter where you fall on how the season finale and the reunion went down that's what everybody's talking about and to be honest at this stage it makes me uncomfortable. I feel like, and I don't know, it's it's not anybody's fault. It's not anybody's problem. I just feel like at this point, these are two people who, you know, while maybe they loved each other, they clearly were not right for each other. They clearly did not like each other. And I think we all, like it's done and dusted and we all need to move on from it. Um the, the level of hatred that I saw on both, like, no matter who you rooted for, who you felt was right, like, the amount of hatred that came out of this season of Love is Blind was, like, insane. Like, it was absurd. Um absolutely absurd and it's not something that i i would wish upon anyone it's a lot of the reason why like i would not um but that's me personally um i just i i feel like it's it's done and dusted and um you know no matter where you fall on any of the relationships on love is blind Because I feel like there was only one, maybe two, two, two that the entire world kind of agreed on, (laughs) you know, and and the entire world of people that watch Love is Blind agreed on. But just all I feel like this, this show really did was just show kind of how polarized we've become and how set in our like this is the right stance and you are wrong so clearly you are you know x y and z like just how clear we have become and and it's it's not okay like we've become a people who don't want to listen to other opinions than our own i really like that's all i saw come out of it um which which was sad it 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 was sad. I don't even know where I'm like truly going with this. I love the season. I love Love is Blind. It's one of those shows that I feel like is, is super easy to watch, super easy to get swept up into, you know, fun. I think Netflix has really come up with a winning like formula to the episodes, the episode drop, the, you know, manner in which they share, um, who they cast, why, like, what how they, like, structure the episodes. I will say I do think season three, whoever edited, whatever, like, editing company, like, whoever the editors are, you fell flat just a little bit. And I don't know why. I don't know if that was, like, because of the couples. I don't know if that was because of the time. I don't know if that's because you wanted to, like, present certain storylines. But th- that is the only complaint I have from the season, to be honest, is that the editing fell so short um, that I don't even know what to say about it, other than it really fell short, and I feel like no- that's never more noticeable than in the finale, and to an extent in the reunion, and what we end up focusing on as the season goes on. Um, so yeah, I again, I love Love is Blind, I'll continue to watch it. I know they have two more seasons coming out. Um, It's just one of those shows that's just super easy to get swept away into. And I always appreciate that. Like, let's be real. I always appreciate a little bit of escapism from the real world. And even though this is a real world show, it's, you know, it's easy to fall into somebody else's, you know, storyline, for lack of a better way of phrasing that. I'm not sure, but I love it. It's great. Um, And this season was stellar as well. I will say, um, I do think it's important to note that season two and season three were filmed back to back. So, the season three people were not, like, had nothing to do, did not watch, did not know about the season two people. Maybe they did know, but they didn't know. So, they were filmed back to back, I believe. Season four and season five are being filmed in the same manner. I do think that that's the best thing to do, to be quite honest, because obviously you're not going to weed out everybody who just wants to go on these shows to get famous. Like, that's never going to happen. There's all that's always going to be a thing. But I do think having them like filming the different shows so close together really does, like, weed out a lot um, and really makes it more of the people who actually want to be there and want to find love and want to find these lasting relationships and don't just want um, to gain a million followers on Instagram, which, like, who actually goes and follows all of the contestants during the show? Like, I personally only followed, I think, one person after the most recent season of Love is Blind. I think I followed two after the second season um however questionable um but yeah I really only followed one person after the season I I don't know maybe people do that I just I wonder like I think that filming them so close together really does kind of cut down on a lot of that um you know I'm only here for the followers um, so yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on Love is Blind. I'll, to, to wrap it up, I enjoyed it. I think it's done and dusted. I think that, you know, kind of no matter where you fall on, you know, the debates and whichever side and what, how you feel about a certain person, it doesn't excuse or allow you to then spout, um, rhetoric that is just unnecessarily cruel like you're not that's that's where i stand there we go it just there there is no excuse for that and i know um that to an extent there is just that uh in our world anymore now um but maybe like maybe maybe not maybe just go put it in your you know group message with your friend or you know what even better even better write it in your diary Um, or on your notes app where you put all your deepest, darkest thoughts and, and there you go. You've told your diary, you've gotten that off your chest and, you know, we can move on. Not everybody needs to, to, you know, hear, hear harm and hate and meanness. So there we go. Keeping everything in, you know, the reality TV genre. I have been watching Real Housewives once again. I watched Beverly Hills. Um, which, which went down a path that I don't know how they come back from. Uh, there, there was a lot over this past season and I I just don't, how, where do you go from here? To be honest, I, I know that they're taking a break. They're not going to start their, their filming timeline, I think has been pushed back if I read correctly. Um... And I think that's for the best. I really think there needs to be some space between the most recent two seasons and whatever is coming next. Um, I'll be honest, if you follow, you know, Beverly Hills Housewives, then you'll recognize this. We're not going to see, like, the cast is not going to change. If, if you want my honest opinion, I don't think it's going to change. I think we might see a couple people, you know, take a step back um, and, you know, go down into the friend role instead of a full-time housewife but I don't think we're going to see any major casting shakeup on Beverly Hills. Um I'm also I'm loosely watching Salt Lake City and Potomac. I'm not fully invested. Potomac I have loved for a long time. Um but I <sighs> Somewhere along the way I got lost with Potomac. And I don't even know where it was, but I'm I'm still watching here and there. Um Salt Lake City is a train wreck and as much as I love I I really actually love The Housewives on Salt Lake City to be honest. Like I do think that they've got a really good Core group with Heather, Whitney, Lisa, and Meredith, and those four, and the drama that just those four can provide, like as nonsensical as it can be, is great. Um, so I, I mean, and and again, like Potomac is great too. The thing that the nice thing about Potomac is you get a glimpse of what you know, housewives can be. It, it really to me, in a way kind of harkens back to the original of like, we're friends, but like, you're shady and I don't know if I could really get down with that, but we can go drink together. Like it really harkens back to some of that and it just makes, I don't know, something about it just makes me happy. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm watching those two. I'm also like, let me hide behind my mouth as I say this, but I am watching Sister Wives, which I have not watched. Sister Wives, in ages. I I think I watched the first couple of seasons mostly out of curiosity because, to be honest, like, wow. Um, And, and then it just became quite clear uh, a few years in, to be honest, a few seasons in, that all was not well. And I just kind of was like, I'm not really, like, feeling this. But now – and and I think that TLC for, you know – all that they offer is really seeing probably a resurgence in Sister Wives because we're watching the breakup of this family and it's heartbreaking, but it's also incredible to see a woman kind of step into her own power. Um, so yeah, I am watching Sister Wives. I do, um, I do have some thoughts. Um, Mostly just, like, admiration at this point, to be honest, for Christine for keeping her cool. And so I won't go on and on and on about this, but I will say, like, I do have a lot of admiration. It's it's kind of what I try to be when I get into these, like, nonsensical arguments where you're like, you know that this person is never going to see your way. So all you're doing is just like, okay. Um, because I, there are a couple people in my life that are like that. Um, so I do often have to do, you just sit there and you just go, okay. And I, I have a lot of admiration because there's a lot of, of accusations and mud being slung at her and she's really just like, okay. Um, taking it in, in stride and, you know, it really says a lot about her. Um, and probably also like, how much therapy she's had, Um, to be honest. And that's great, like, I firmly, I should say this, I'm firmly pro-therapy, go get therapy, therapy, everybody. It's great, it's life-changing. And I have a lot of admiration for somebody who can just sit there in the face of all that and really just kind of let it wash over them and, you know, recognize that this person is just throwing mud against a wall. I don't know. Um, I just feel like it's truly, you know, admirable and I'm just, I'm into it. I don't know. Something about this season, um, I think because I, I feel like the past two seasons of Sister Wives, I first, I kind of went back into the Sister Wives whatever, um, last year. And let's be real, like Sister Rives is probably the only TLC show that I watch and have any interest in watching. I feel like I need to say that. I don't know why. Um, but that's, that's it for me. Um, because they have, they have a lot of reality TV offerings. This is the one that I am interested in. Um, I feel, okay, so back to what I'm saying. I feel like the last two seasons, so this season and the season before this, so what's that, 16 and 17? I think w- for the first time, we are actually getting a glimpse at the reality of their family, their situation. And that's not to say that they've never been real. But I think that there is a level of realness to the past two seasons that I don't, I don't think we've ever seen before. And I, I really, I admire putting yourself out there and doing that, if that makes sense. And I think that, um, we're finally kind of taking the cap off of what was, you know, trying to be painted as this pretty picture. And in reality, like we're peeling back, you know, that outer painting. It's, it's like, um, what's the word? I can't think of it right now, but there's, there's a word about, um, a text being painted over another text. Like, um, like it's, it's laid over another text. I cannot remember for the life of me. Uh, what that's called is really gonna bother me now, but that's what I feel like we're at. I feel like we're finally getting that like deeper, more accurate, more real sense of this family and I appreciate that. I like that. I think that that's what it, you know, is drawing people back in or in again or whatever um, because I have noticed a bit more chatter about it, Um, but that could also be because, again, I'm paying attention once again. I'm not sure. Um, So, that's where I'm at with the the reality TV of it all. Um, I do tend to prefer reality TV just because I like to not have to pay attention necessarily. (laughs) um, and not have to try and follow a storyline when I turn TV on, which is very rare. The fact that I've watched all of this TV is actually quite shocking to me. Um, and I'm not saying that as like, in like a, a pretentious way. I just, I don't get a chance to watch TV. Like I am the low man on the totem pole when it comes to the TV in our household. Um, but when I, when I do turn on the TV, it's, it's typically to just like escape into something that doesn't, take a lot of my brain, Um, but I have watched a couple, a couple of scripted television shows. They're not going to be any surprise, but we might as well talk about them. So first, the show that I don't have a whole lot of thoughts about, and that is Netflix's Blockbuster. Um, This show follows... Uh, a modern day, excuse me, blockbuster. That is the last blockbuster in the country. And you're basically following this man who has been working at this blockbuster for many, 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 many many years. And he is trying to figure out how to keep the blockbuster open, keep all of his employees employed, like employed in the store. Um, on his own because obviously corporate, you know, when Blockbuster closed, corporate was liquidated, et cetera, et cetera. And this is kind of the final Blockbuster. Um, It's supposed to be a sitcom. It's okay. Uh, I don't really have any major thoughts about it. I don't think it's going to be the sitcom to replace any of our other sitcoms. Like it's, it's by and large, an okay show. I don't find it to be especially funny, um, but rather it has funny moments peppered in here and there. Um, Yeah, I think we're three episodes in now. And and like I said, it's, it's okay. Maybe my opinion will change by the time we finish the season. Maybe it won't. I could not honestly tell you at this point. Right now it's it's just okay. I don't think I can say just okay any more time. So how about we just move on and we talk about the show that I am thoroughly enjoying and somehow have not finished The Crown. Uh yeah, watching the new season of The Crown and oh my like if I could say anything about The Crown, it's just the sheer ability that Netflix has to make this show. And it's, it feels so realistic. And it's important to note, as like Dame Judi Gench said, and the Netflix now says, it's largely fiction based on real events, yada, yada. yada. Like, we all know The Crown is fictionalized or dramatization of real events. Like, we all know that. I don't know why it had to be restated, but I think it's because of the, you know, the era that The Crown is now in, which is in the 90s, Um, you know, Charles and Diana era. We're really like talking and now, obviously, Charles is king. Um. So we're we're really like touching on some things that I'm sure, you know, the royal family would rather not bring back up again. Um But I, I still think it's it's an incredible show. It's incredibly well done from the casting to the film work to the editing to you know the script. It's it is really just one of those shows that really takes you on a story and is truly incredible from so many different aspects. And I can't believe I have not finished the current season, to be honest, but I'm really savoring it because I know, I know it's going to be another year or two before we get the next season. And um, yes, I can go through and rewatch. And yes, I have gone through and rewatched in between seasons. But I don't know, something about the season just feels momentous. Like, not only are we getting the season, you know, given everything that's happened over the past couple years with the royal family, I just, I really want to savor. Because I, I really do. I'm going to be honest. Like, I really, even if we were not approaching, you know, modern day with the crown, I do not think we would have too many seasons left, to be honest. Um, you know, even if the Queen hadn't passed, even if we weren't, you know, approaching modern day. I really just don't think, I think it was always going to be, what, it's like a sixth season, I think. We're on season five, maybe. I don't know. I I think it was, there was always a time limit on it, and so that just makes me want to, you know, savor it and really just give my all to each episode, because not only is it just incredible to watch, and I feel like every single person who worked on this show deserves that um i also just i don't like it's 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 just incredible i love the crown to be honest i love the royal family so there's really like not a lot to <laughs> share about that and that's all i'm going to talk about in terms of like television content Um, movie-wise, most of the movies that we've watched have been kids' movies because we have kids and the movie nights have to be, you know, kid-rated. Um, so if that's of interest to you, I can maybe talk about some of the, you know, children's movies that we have consumed. There have been some good ones. There have been some not-so-good ones. Um... But in the grand scheme of things, that's that's really it in terms of the, the visual content that I have consumed of late. I have a few things on my, like, coming up or coming soon list that I want to watch. Um, some of it Christmas related, some of it not Christmas related. Uh, but that's, that's really it on the audiovisual. I figured I'd take a moment to talk about books because I'm a big book reader. And I haven't done as much reading as I normally do. I think life, life recently has been life. Um, But I thought I would take a minute and just catch you up on some of, you know, the favorites that I've read uh, of late. So um, I am currently finishing up Our Missing Hearts by Celeste Ng. And oh my gosh, talk about a book that terrifies you. Pulls at your heartstrings, like everything. Celeste Ng is one of a really incredible storyteller. She's a really incredible writer. Um, And her books always like kind of punch me in the gut, for lack of a better way of putting it. And this has been no different, um, except for this is actually truly like maybe even more terrifying than the last two books of hers that I have read. Um, So I'm finishing that up. It's going slow for me because... It's terrifying, to be honest, like terrifying, Uh, but that's an adult uh, literary fiction. Let's see. What else have I got? Um, Another book that I read, I read back in August and I loved was Dead Silence by S.A. Barnes. That was a kind of science fiction set in space, but not like it doesn't feel like it. Um, It's very eerie. If you really like books that just like really set the atmosphere for it and just have this like low eeriness to them throughout the entire book, that one is excellent at that. Um, I started a couple um, YA fantasy um, books as well as I'm really entering my Hades and Persephone retelling era because oh have i read several of those and i have become obsessed um let me see i'm just looking through <clears throat> my records here uh the minders by john mars was an excellent pick if i do say so i loved that book um i i always love what john mars writes to be honest i feel like he's a really good um like thriller, the action doesn't stop, the pacing keeps you going, um, author. And I also, oh, I did just recently read Chloe Gong's new book, Foul Lady Fortune, which, um, I mean, really well done. I, I didn't know how I would feel about it because I loved her Romeo and Juliet retelling and I didn't know if I would enjoy this one as much, but I, loved it. Um, I really think that that's all I want to highlight in terms of reading. Again, I'm just looking at my records real fast, just making sure I'm not missing anything. Um, if I had to be honest, a book you should stay away from is The Hunting Wives by Mae Cobb. Like, let's just Lowest rated book, big disappointment. Don't read it, uh, to be honest. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think that's really all, all I've got for today's podcast. I do have some really exciting um, ideas, future plans uh, for this podcast. I do kind of want to get back into it now that I have a quiet house. You hear that? It's quiet. Because I don't have kids at home there at school learning and being excellent little children. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Parent-teacher conferences are next week. So I will find out how true that statement is. Um, so yeah, that wraps up today's podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I honestly don't know what this is gonna be like. I'm about to go in and start editing it, so that's gonna be fun. Um, and Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Why are endings always so weird for me? We are heading into, when you hear this, it'll be Sunday and we will be hopefully neck deep in snow. I'm not sure. We're supposed to be getting a massive, massive winter snowstorm this weekend. I say massive, massive. I keep putting this out into the universe and it's probably not going to happen. But we are, we're supposed to be getting our first major snowstorm of the year. Uh, so come find me on the social media, uh, a cup of cozy, um, two Ps, A-C-U-P-B-A-C-O-S-Y. And come see if we did, in fact, get all of the snow that we were promised to get. And I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you next week. Bye.